The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning and welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Mary McKenna, in for Kelly Scanlon. Our guest today is Bruce Talgan, an internationally recognized leading expert on young people in the workplace and one of the leading experts on leadership and management. Bruce, since 1995, has worked with tens of thousands of leaders and managers in hundreds of organizations, uh, ranging from Aetna to Walmart, from the Army to the YMCA. He is the founder of Rainmaker Thinking. Back in 1993, he's also practiced law at a Wall Street firm, and you've probably seen him, my gosh, on so many different national shows. It The, the list is longer than my arm, but uh, he gets out there. Let's just put it that way. Dozens of magazines and books, and we are here to talk about one of his uh, most recent books, and that is Bridging the Soft Skills Gap. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio today, Bruce. How are you? Bruce Telgan. I am good. Thank you so much for having me back on the show. It's an honor to be on the show. We'll see if, if you say that at the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the proof is in the pudding. So let's get started and talk about your most recent book, and that, of course, is Bridging the Soft Skills Gap. First, tell people how you trained to become an expert on young people. I'm kind of curious. Well, uh, I started out as a young people myself. Oh, well, uh, didn't we all? <laughs> so when I've been doing this research for 23 years. Um, we're at Rainmaker Thinking in New Haven, Connecticut, and we've been doing research on young people in the workplace for 23 years now. Back then, I was young. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we've been doing that research ever since. And what we do is in-depth interviews with young people in the workplace and in-depth interviews with their managers. And uh, hundreds of thousands of people have participated in our research over the 23 years. It, and you may recall my first book back in the early uh, 90s was Managing Generation X. Mm -hmm. And that was about my generation. And then uh, we've continued this research ever since. And um, so we've been looking at the millennials now for a number of years and I did a book called Not Everyone Gets a Trophy about the Millennials. But what we've been finding in our research uh, is the number one issue uh, that keeps coming up when we talk with managers of young people is this growing soft skills gap. Let's delve into that. What are these millennials missing when they show up Monday morning at the office? They're missing these soft skills, but let's talk about what those are. Well, soft skills um, is a term, in some ways it's a, a, a misnomer because uh, just because they're soft doesn't mean they're easy. Uh, but, but the term soft is in contrast to hard skills, the technical skills. Um, so what uh, we've been tracking for many years 
um, young people show up in the workplace with the latest and greatest energy, enthusiasm, ideas, and technical training, and, you know, the latest and greatest tools and tricks, uh, whether they're nurses or computer programmers or engineers or accountants, um, they, they have the latest hard skills, uh, but they seem to be lacking in the old-fashioned basics, uh, the soft skills, the non-technical skills, interpersonal communication uh, being probably the most obvious, um, but also uh, service mindset, teamwork, uh, old-fashioned problem-solving, and deep-dive learning, uh, old-fashioned work habits like showing up on time and staying all day and dressing appropriately uh-huh. uh, and, you know, looking people in the eye when you talk and saying please and thank you and yes, sir, and yes, ma'am. Isn't this something that a good HR department can hire around? Can't you find the needle in the hay in the millennial haystack and hire well, somebody who has those soft skills? That's a good question, and um, let me say two things. One, look, this soft skills gap has been growing for decades. So there's a growing soft skills gap among people of all ages, uh, but it's been especially uh, prevalent among the youngest, least experienced people, and that's been growing for a long time. So uh, one answer to your question is it's hard to hire around the soft skills gap because it's so prevalent. Uh, but the real answer is it's almost impossible to hire around the soft skills gap because there's also a shortage of hard skills. So if you're hiring a nurse, you know, you have to hire someone who's trained as a nurse. If you're hiring an engineer, likewise, an accountant, likewise. Um, so when employers are having a hard time finding enough people with the technical skills to do the necessary job, then it becomes very hard to rule people out because they lack the soft skills. So, you know, if you've, if you've demonstrated that you have the skills uh, to be an emergency room nurse, um, you know, it's, it, it, there's a shortage of those. Mm-hmm. So it becomes much harder to rule people out because they don't seem, they seem to have an apparent soft skills gap. And so that, that, that is a big part of the challenge. And remember, unemployment is now back uh, down under 5%. Among those with critical technical skills, um, unemployment is virtually non-existent. Uh, There's a shortage of people with critical technical skills. So uh, what happens is people get hired for their hard skills, uh, but they often get fired because of their lack of soft skills. Or if they don't get fired, you know, they run into trouble. Mm -hmm. So as a leader, as a CEO, as a business owner, now you are also... Uh, faced with the challenge of bringing someone on and doing maybe what their parents should have done in the first place. It is. Whose fault is this? Did the boomers just drop the ball? Well, look, we live in an era of nonconformism. You know, uh, there is a growing diversity in the population among people of all ages. So it's evident to everyone that, hey, there's lots of ways to look at things. There's lots of ways to do things. And in this era of nonconformism, these second-wave millennials, the youngest people in the workplace today, they're like the ultimate nonconformists in an era of nonconformism. I mean, if you think about it, soft skills in some ways are about conformism. 
It's about conforming. I mean, who says you look somebody in the eye, shake their hand, and say, nice to meet you? Well, that's just how we do it, you know? <laughs> really? I punch people in the nose, you know? So, um, so that's part of it. But uh, a big part of it also is this self-esteem-based parenting, teaching, and counseling, which has turned into helicopter parenting on steroids, and parents telling kids every step of the way, all styles are equally valid. You know, the other kids have their way of playing. You have your way of playing. Mm. Um, and, and your way is just as good as the other way. Your kind of baseball has five outs. You know, well, <laughs> then that gets to, right, well, you know, it, it sounds great if you're a parent and you want to make your kid feel good. But that gets confusing when you get back to the real world. Uh, so I think that's that's a big part of what's going on. And as you say, um, yeah, are parents dropping the ball? I don't know. I mean, it's just not in style uh, to teach young people a lot of these old-fashioned basics. Um, you know, how many kids uh, say sir and ma'am and please and thank you for that matter? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, But the other part of it, of course, is learning how to think, learn, and communicate in a tidal wave of information with their brains permanently attached to handheld supercomputers. Uh, This changes how you think and how you learn and how you communicate. Um, And so one of the reasons why um, it goes beyond just interpersonal skills, it goes beyond uh, just old-fashioned work habits, uh, but one of the things that we see in our research is that young people, they can always find the right answer instantly using a handheld supercomputer, but they're not in the habit of puzzling through problems and puzzling through to get um, to sort of get their mind to, to do that kind of critical thinking. Um, and so that's another one of these soft skills that's, that's – uh, where there's a big gap. We're talking with Bruce Tolkien today, a leading expert on young people in the workplace, and we're talking about his latest book, Bridging the Soft Skills Gap. So, Bruce, let me ask you, as a small business owner with uh, where you're wearing multiple hats, how do you have the time in the day to not only train them in whatever processes that you use at your workplace, but then also you're going to train them in how to say thank you and please and shake hands and look people in the eye. It seems like there's not enough hours in the day to accomplish this. Yeah, and managers say this all the time, that somebody else should have taught them this. You know, their parents, their teachers, somebody should have taught them this. And uh, what what we uh, point to with our clients is, look, uh, if this is your available workforce, you have to decide how important is this. Um, And if it's important to you, uh, then what we recommend is first decide which of these critical soft skills is most important for the people coming to work for you in your business. Which ones do you really want to emphasize? Uh, Is it Uh, work habits? Uh, Is it interpersonal communication? Uh, Is it a service mindset? Is it teamwork? Um, What are the key soft skills? What are the key old-fashioned basics you want to really emphasize? Uh, And then build it into your recruiting message, build it into your selection process, 
build it into your onboarding and up-to-speed training, uh, and build it into your ongoing performance management uh, so that managers are coaching uh, employees about uh, other aspects of their work, uh, that they're also coaching people on these aspects. What we've found is with young people especially, the most important thing is make them aware of these gaps. Uh, you know, usually these are blind spots. They're out of fashion and nobody's really emphasized these things with young people. Mm -hmm. uh, who teaches these things anymore? So when you tell them, hey, this is missing and it matters, uh, you make them aware. Uh, then if you can explain to them, here's why it really matters, you make them care. Uh, and then if you can sell it to them, hey, here's what you have to gain by learning these old-fashioned soft skills. This will set you apart, not just in this job, but anywhere you go. Uh, then they start to really pay attention. And then if you have some basic resources um, where you can uh, give them some training, uh, but also energize their self-directed learning, uh, remember, they love to do self-directed learning using menu-driven information systems and on the Internet. So if you can get them excited about it, uh, get them out there uh, uh, doing some self-directed learning, and then you have to point out all the opportunities to practice at work, and you have to give people regular coaching-style feedback. Uh, my view is this is how you create a powerful corporate culture even all the way down at the front lines. And the example I always use is the United States Armed Forces. Uh, you know, they employ a lot of young people, and they're great at teaching these old-fashioned basics to young people. Uh, of course, most employers don't have the luxury of having their employees with them 24 hours a day seven days a week and having an onboarding program called boot camp. Yeah, I'm not sure but, drop and give me 20 would work in most offices. <laughs> yeah, that helps a lot. It really helps a lot. I can imagine. So let's turn this on its head just for a moment. We've been talking about what to do about the millennials coming in and maybe re rewiring their method of thinking and, and how they approach the workspace and how they approach the other people in the office. What about the other people in the office? How do you manage a mixed generational office where there have been people who have put in their time still doing a great job, not too crazy about little Bobby and Susie coming in without any soft skills? Well, my advice to leaders and managers is the days of hands-off leadership are really over. The days of one-size-fits-all are really over. So, you know, in a workplace where there was a lot more homogeneity, you know, people were uh, more or less expecting the same things at work. The idea was you hit your wagon to the star of an established organization, pay your dues, climb the ladder, do as you're told. And there was a system in the old days for sorting out generational difference in the workplace, uh, it was called the seniority system. And here's how it worked. The older, more experienced people were in charge, and that's how it worked. And, you know, it worked like a charm, by the way. The younger, less experienced people shut up and did what they were told. 
And if nobody figured out, you know, if nobody told them what to do, they'd figure it out, right? Right. So uh, these days are over. And nowadays it's one, one person at a time, one day at a time. And uh, managing has become much more high maintenance. Um, so if you want to prevent conflict uh, between and among the people in your workplace, um, managers need to make sure there's no leadership vacuum. Managers can't be hands-off and hide in their office and just touch base once in a while or, hey, let me know if you need me. Managers need to be highly engaged and keeping everybody focused on the work they have in common and managing people sort of based on what the manager needs from that person and based on what that person needs from the manager. So I think the era of hands-off management and one-size-fits-all um, is over. I'm just letting that sink in. Managers don't always take this as good news. Well, it, it it's not necessarily. It's kind in a way. It's this is the way it is. Suck it up and deal with it. But in a way, you're also telling millennials to do the same thing. This is how it's going to be at the workplace. Suck it up and deal with it. Yeah, that's exactly right. And you know, I call it the work part of work. And it's uh, look. This is why you get paid to be here because there's a bunch of stuff you might not do if nobody were paying. And in this day and age, you can't take, you, well, you just can't afford a lot of hiring and firings and retraining of people. That is expensive, not only in time, but, you know, costly uh, payroll-wise as well. So you have to make sure you're engaged as a leader. And uh, when I say engaged, that you're on board with this new process. That's absolutely right. And Look, um, average durations of employment have been going down for two decades. Uh, so built in to the employment equation is higher turnover nowadays. Um, so no matter how good you are, it is likely you're going to have higher turnover than you have in the past. And what I tell business leaders is you want to be in control of turnover, you want to decide who's staying and decide who's going. You don't want to be in a position where you're losing the best people and the people who are staying are the losers. Uh, you know, you want it to be the other way around. And so this is another reason why you have to get managers throughout the chain of command. You have to get managers engaged. You know, there's a lot of talk about employee engagement, um, and I think it is a good measure uh, but I think it's a little bit deceptive sometimes because, in fact, the lever that business leaders can control is their leaders throughout the organization. It's much easier to, in, uh, to get leaders engaged with people than to push a magic button and get all your employees engaged. The, 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 the trick to making sure your employees are engaged is making sure your managers are engaged. Um, and, and you're not going to eliminate turnover, but what you should be trying to do is gain control of turnover. And that requires a high level of engagement uh, at every level. That's true. And in fact, it used to be, well, that managers sometimes would rule a little bit through fear. It's like you can either do this or you won't have a job. But in this day and age, especially with unemployment being at record lows, people say, that's fine. I'll pick up my little laptop and, or excuse me, 
how old am I? I'll pick up my phone <laughs> and go to a new place. Yeah, I mean, look, that's especially true when it comes to uh, people with critical technical skills mm-hmm. that are in great demand. And so it's very hard uh, for employers who are thinking in the old-fashioned way to get used to the short-term transactional nature of employment nowadays. Uh, You could get away in the workplace of the past with pay your dues, climb the ladder, figure it out. Uh, And down the road, the system will take care of you. But nowadays, if you do that, people will go across the street and see if someone else is willing to make a deal with them. And so often they do. Now, and this will really date me. They take their marbles and go home. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Bruce Telgan, thank you so much for joining us. Before I let you go, please give everybody your contact information, where they can find your books, where they can maybe subscribe to your newsletter and get some uh, education in their soft skills on a regular basis. Uh, well, thanks for that opportunity. The, the books are available wherever books are sold, uh, so Amazon, Barnes & Noble. But our website is RainmakerThinking.com, RainmakerThinking.com, and we have lots of uh, free information there, lots of articles and interviews and videos, uh, RainmakerThinking.com, and we just try to be a resource to the world. And indeed you are. Bruce Talgan, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. And if you'd like to learn more about growing your business, visit our website at ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook at Thinking Bigger Business and on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend and we'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.